Today is Tuesday of the fifth week of Easter. Our readings today are taken from the first reading, Acts chapter 14, verses 19 to 28. The Gospel reading is from John chapter 14, verses 27 to 31. My brothers and sisters, unless we have faith in Christ and experience what we believe, it is hard for us to benefit from the peace promised by Christ that the world cannot give as Christians. It is not enough to hear the word of God, but we must experience it as it is so that we can also experience the promises of Christ. In the Gospel reading of today, Jesus made it clear he wants them to have peace. But this is how and the kind of peace that they are to have. He said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You have heard me say I'm leaving. The disciples were very much consoled as Jesus in the flesh was with them. That is the way we human beings are living. But Jesus was teaching us about his way, the new way and the new life that he has come to give to us so that we can live our normal life here on earth as Christians, as children of God, not as children of the world. He said, I'm going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. This verse may trouble a lot of people, knowing fully well that Jesus is God. In our Trinitarian doctrine, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one and co-equal. But Jesus, as a human being that we are, so that we don't get the idea that we are equal to God, except through Christ. When our lives is perfect in Christ, we don't even have to think whether we are God or not God. So, when Jesus said, for the Father is greater than I, it means as a human being, what we should have in our mind. So if he's going to the Father, he's going to the Father for our sake, that he may elevate our humanity to that of his. Now, since Jesus will die, their faith and their faith in Jesus will be shaken. That is why he's telling them what will happen and what it will mean to those who believe. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. I will no longer speak much with you, for the ruler of the world is coming. And Jesus immediately let them know that the ruler of the world is subject to him. He has no power over me. But the world must know that I love the Father and that I do, I do just as the Father has commanded me. This is, should be our response to faith, is to acknowledge God as greater than us and to do as he wants us to, to, to do. This is why it's important for us to experience the word of God. And that is what Paul demonstrated. Paul, a convert from, uh, from Judaism to Christ, to Christianity, bore no less suffering than the people he used to persecute. Today we heard how after they had proclaimed the good news so that the city made a considerable number of disciples, they returned to Lystia and Iconium and to Antioch. But before then, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing he was dead. That's how much he suffered. 
he got up from that. On the following day, he left with Barnabas for Derbe. And what did they teach the disciples? What did they use to encourage the disciples? Paul used his experiencing, his experiences of being stoned to death. At least the people believed they had killed him. I said, they strengthened the spirit of the disciples and exhorted them to persevere in the faith, saying, it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Many of us, ministers of the church, from the Pope on down, as human beings, we now settle, we are shielded in, in our office for we're only prepared for respect. That is why sometimes when people are, are, are clamoring for justice, this is unjust, this is unfair. Based on what? If it is based on your uh, persecution, you being persecuted, uh, persecuted, even disrespected, it should be a joy for you. It is necessary for us to undergo many hardships. Sometimes we even uh, work for promotions in the church so that we can get out of suffering. Bishops take over every asset of the diocese. They become the law enforcers instead of setting an example. Priests and bishops are treated as kings. Even some priests will be so angry if you do not address them properly. Even someone who does not know you say to you, Sir, you are angry. Don't you know I'm a priest? And so what? If, sir, is the only persecution that you have experienced, you have experienced nothing. And they did not address you properly. Cardinals like to be addressed, your eminence. Bishops, my lord, most reverend. Once you are reverend, you are reverend. Most does not have any meaning other than shielding you from persecution and so shielding you from faith in Christ who did not come to be saved but to save and to give his life as a ransom for many. Yes, I have experienced that, com uh, uh, that persecution and that is why I cling to faith. I've also experienced the blessings of Christ. It's difficult and sometimes meaningless to be a priest unless you are going to experience the sufferings of Christ so that in your heart you can feel the living Jesus in you. I have been stabbed five times. I have been beaten, taken for death, have been persecuted by the hierarchy of the church. All these have made me more Christian and more Catholic. So I can relate to the word of God. I can relate to the experience of Paul. And in my persecution, the hardest job that I had was convincing my sympathizers that I'm all right. Worried for me. Why should I be persecuted? But my own thing is, why not? After all, God protected me, and that is why I'm still alive. One of my friends said, I come to believe that you are all right. I know you are all right, but I am not all right. And later, also, she became all right with it. And I take that to be that she has come to faith. For experiencing persecution, a true her love for me as a priest and as a Christian. This is the meaning of the word of God. If we can do this, then we will see justice in a different light. Justice does not mean the absence of persecution, the absence of suffering, but rather just, ju uh, justice means suffering, bears suffering, for a purpose according to the will of God, our Creator. Without Christ, we are still living in our sins. Without God, we are nothing.
Let us pray for the church to come to this full understanding, especially in the hierarchy. The hierarchy should proclaim the word of God that we could even attract suffering to them and that the church may be stronger. The apostolic church in the time of Paul and Barnabas was stronger the more they were persecuted. May God bring conversion to the church so that the church may bring conversion to the world. Today is Tuesday of the fifth week of Easter. Our readings today are taken from the first reading, Acts chapter 14, verses 19 to 28. The Gospel reading is from John chapter 14, verses 27 to 31. My brothers and sisters, unless we have faith in Christ and experience what we believe, it is hard for us to benefit from the peace promised by Christ that the world cannot give as Christians. It is not enough to hear the word of God, but we must experience it as it is so that we can also experience the promises of Christ. In the Gospel reading of today, Jesus made it clear he wants them to have peace. But this is how and the kind of peace that they are to have. He said, peace I live with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You have heard me say, I'm leaving. The disciples were very much consoled as Jesus in the flesh was with them. That is the way we human beings are living. But Jesus was teaching us about his way, the new way and the new life that he has come to give to us so that we can live our normal life here on earth as Christians, as children of God, not as children of the world. He said, I'm going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. This verse may trouble a lot of people, knowing fully well that Jesus is God. In our Trinitarian doctrine, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one and co-equal. But Jesus, as a human being that we are, so that we don't get the idea that we are equal to God, except through Christ. When our lives is perfect in Christ, we don't even have to think whether we are God or not God. So, when Jesus said, for the Father is greater than I, it means as a human being, what we should have in our mind. So if he's going to the Father, he's going to the Father for our sake, that he may elevate our humanity to that of his. Now, since Jesus will die, their faith and their faith in Jesus will be shaken. That is why he's telling them what will happen and what it will mean to those who believe. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. I will no longer speak much with you, for the ruler of the world is coming. And Jesus immediately let them know that the ruler of the world is subject to him. He has no power over me. But the world must know that I love the Father and that I do, I do just as the Father has commanded me. This is, should be our response to faith, is to acknowledge God as greater than us and to do as he wants us to, to, to do. This is why it's important for us to experience the word of God. And that is what Paul demonstrated 
Paul, a convert from, uh, from Judaism to Christ, to Christianity, bore no less suffering than the people he used to persecute. Today we heard how after they had proclaimed the good news so that the city made a considerable number of disciples, they returned to Lystia and Iconium and to Antioch. But before then, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing he was dead. That's how much he suffered. He got up from that. On the following day, he left with Barnabas for Derbe. And what did they teach the disciples? What did they use to encourage the disciples? Paul used his, experiencing, his experiences of being stoned to death. At least the people believed they had killed him. I said, they strengthened the spirit of the disciples and exhorted them to persevere in the faith, saying, it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Many of us, ministers of the church, from the Pope on down, as human beings, we now settle. We are shielded in, in our office for we are only prepared for respect. That is why sometimes when people are, are, are clamoring for justice, this is unjust, this is unfair. Based on what? If it is based on your uh, persecution, you being persecuted, uh, persecuted, even disrespected, it should be a joy for you. It is necessary for us to undergo many hardships. Sometimes we even uh, work for promotions in the church so that we can get out of suffering. Bishops take over every asset of the diocese. They become the law enforcers instead of setting an example. Priests and bishops are treated as kings. Even some priests will be so angry if you do not address them properly. Even someone who does not know you Say to you, sir, you are angry. Don't you know I'm a priest? And so what? If, sir, is the only persecution that you have experienced, you have experienced nothing. And they did not address you properly. Cardinals like to be addressed. Your eminence. Bishops, my lord. Most reverend. <laughs> Once you are reverend, you are reverend. Most does not have any meaning other than shielding you from persecution and so shielding you from faith in Christ who did not come to be saved but to save and to give his life as a ransom for many. Yes, I have experienced that, com uh, com uh, that persecution and that is why I cling to faith. I've also experienced the blessings of Christ. It's difficult and sometimes meaningless to be a priest unless you are going to experience the sufferings of Christ so that in your heart you can feel the living Jesus in you. I have been stabbed five times. I have been beaten, taken for death, have been persecuted by the hierarchy of the church. All these have made me more Christian and more Catholic. So I can relate to the word of God. I can relate to the experience of Paul. And in my persecution, the hardest job that I had was convincing my sympathizers that I'm all right. Worried for me. Why should I be persecuted? But my own thing is, why not? After all, God protected me, and that is why I'm still alive. One of my friends said, I can't believe that you are all right. I know you are all right, but I am not all right. And later, also, she became all right with it. And I take that to be that she has come to faith. For experiencing persecution, a true her love for me as a priest and as a Christian. This is the meaning 
of the word of God. If we can do this, then we will see justice in a different light. Justice does not mean the absence of persecution, the absence of suffering, but rather just, ju uh, justice means suffering, bear suffering for a purpose according to the will of God, our Creator. Without Christ, we are still living in our sins. Without God, we are nothing. Let us pray for the church to come to this full understanding, especially in the hierarchy. The hierarchy should proclaim the word of God that we could even attract suffering to them and that the church may be stronger. The apostolic church in the time of Paul and Barnabas was stronger the more they were persecuted. May God bring conversion to the church so that the church may bring conversion to the world. Today is Tuesday of the fifth week of Easter. Our readings today are taken from the first reading, Acts chapter 14, verses 19 to 28. The gospel reading is from John chapter 14, verses 27 to 31. My brothers and sisters, unless we have faith in Christ and experience what we believe, it is hard for us to benefit from the peace promised by Christ that the world cannot give as Christians. It is not enough to hear the word of God, but we must experience it as it is so that we can also experience the promises of Christ. In the gospel reading of today, Jesus made it clear he wants them to have peace. But this is how and the kind of peace that they are to have. He said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You have heard me say I'm leaving. The disciples were very much consoled as Jesus in the flesh was with them. That is the way we human beings are living. But Jesus was teaching us about his way. The new way and the new life that he has come to give to us so that we can live our normal life here on earth as Christians, as children of God, not as children of the world. He said, I'm going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. This verse may trouble a lot of people, knowing fully well that Jesus is God. In our Trinitarian doctrine, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one and co-equal. But Jesus as a human being that we are, so that we don't get the idea that we are equal to God, except through Christ. When our lives is perfect in Christ, we don't even have to think whether we are God or not God. So, when Jesus said, for the Father is greater than I, it means as a human being, what we should have in our mind, so if he's going to the Father, he's going to the Father for our sake that he may elevate our humanity to that of his. Now, since Jesus will die, their faith and their faith in Jesus will be shaken. That is why he's telling them what will happen and what it will mean to those who believe. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. I will no longer speak much with you, for the ruler of the world is coming. 
And Jesus immediately let them know that the ruler of the world is subject to him. He has no power over me, but the world must know that I love the Father and that I do, I do just as the Father has commanded me. This is, should be our response to faith, is to acknowledge God as greater than us and to do as he wants us to, to, to do. This is why it's important for us to experience the word of God. And that is what Paul demonstrated. Paul, a convert from, uh, from Judaism to Christ, to Christianity, bore no less suffering than the people he used to persecute. Today we heard how after they had proclaimed the good news so that the city made a considerable number of disciples, they returned to Lystia and Iconium and to Antioch. But before then, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing he was dead. That's how much he suffered. He got up from that. On the following day, he left with Barnabas for Derbe. And what did they teach? The disciples, what did they use to encourage the disciples? Paul used his, experiencing, his experiences of being stoned to death. At least the people believed they had killed him. I said, they strengthened the spirit of the disciples and exhorted them to persevere in the faith, saying, it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Many of us, ministers of the church, from the Pope on down, as human beings, we now settle. We are shielded in, in our office for we're only prepared for respect. That is why sometimes when people are, are, are clamoring for justice, this is unjust, this is unfair. Based on what? If it is based on your uh, Persecution, you being persecuted, uh, persecuted, even disrespected, it should be a joy for you. It is necessary for us to undergo many hardships. Sometimes we even uh, work for promotions in the church so that we can get out of suffering. Bishops take over every asset of the diocese. They become the law enforcers instead of setting an example. Priests and bishops are treated as kings. Even some priests will be so angry if you do not address them properly. Even someone who does not know you say to you, Sir, you are angry. Don't you know I'm a priest? And so what? If, sir, is the only persecution that you have experienced, you have experienced nothing. And they did not address you properly. Cardinals like to be addressed, Your Eminence. Bishops, my Lord, most reverend. <laughs> Once you are reverend, you are reverend. Most does not have any meaning other than shielding you from persecution. And so shielding you from faith in Christ. Who did not come to be saved, but to save and to give his life as a ransom for many. Yes. I have experienced that, uh, uh, that persecution and that is why I cling to faith. I've also experienced the blessings of Christ. It's difficult and sometimes meaningless to be a priest unless you are going to experience the sufferings of Christ so that in your heart you can feel the living Jesus in you. I have been stabbed Five times, I have been beaten, taken for death, have been persecuted by the hierarchy of the church. All these have made me more Christian and more Catholic. So I can relate to the word of God. I can relate to the experience of Paul. And in my persecution, the hardest job that I had was convincing my sympathizers that I'm all right. Worried for me. Why should I be persecuted? 
But my own thing is, why not? After all, God protected me, and that is why I'm still alive. One of my friends said, I can't believe that you are all right. I know you are all right, but I am not all right. And later, also, she became all right with it. And I take that to be that she has come to faith for experiencing persecution through her love for me as a priest and as a Christian. This is the meaning of the word of God. If we can do this, then we will see justice in a different light. Justice does not mean the absence of persecution, the absence of suffering, but rather just, ju uh, justice means suffering, bears suffering for a purpose according to the will of God, our Creator. Without Christ, we are still living in our sins. Without God, we are nothing. Let us pray for the church to come to this full understanding, especially in the hierarchy. The hierarchy should proclaim the word of God that we could even attract suffering to them and that the church may be stronger. The apostolic church in the time of Paul and Barnabas was stronger the more they were persecuted. May God bring conversion to the church so that the church may bring conversion to the world. Today is Tuesday of the fifth week of Easter. Our readings today are taken from the first reading, Acts chapter 14, verses 19 to 28. The Gospel reading is from John chapter 14, verses 27 to 31. My brothers and sisters, unless we have faith in Christ and experience what we believe, it is hard for us to benefit from the peace promised by Christ that the world cannot give as Christians. It is not enough to hear the word of God, but we must experience it as it is so that we can also experience the promises of Christ. In the gospel reading of today, Jesus made it clear he wants them to have peace, but this is how and the kind of peace that they are to have. He said, peace I live with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You have heard me say, I'm leaving. The disciples were very much consoled as Jesus in the flesh was with them. That is the way we human beings are living. But Jesus was teaching us about his way, the new way and the new life that he has come to give to us so that we can live our normal life here on earth as Christians, as children of God, not as children of the world. He said, I'm going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. This verse may trouble a lot of people, knowing fully well that Jesus is God. In our Trinitarian doctrine, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one and co-equal. But Jesus, as a human being that we are, so that we don't get the idea that we are equal to God, except through Christ. When our lives is perfect in Christ, we don't even have to think whether we are God or not God. So, when Jesus said, for the Father is greater than I, it means as a human being, what we should have in our mind. So if he's going to the Father, he's going to the Father 
for our sake that he may elevate our humanity to that of his. Now, since Jesus will die, their faith and their faith in Jesus will be shaken. That is why he's telling them what will happen and what it will mean to those who believe. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. I will no longer speak much with you, for the ruler of the world is coming. And Jesus immediately let them know that the ruler of the world is subject to him. He has no power over me, but the world must know that I love the Father and that I do, I do just as the Father has commanded me. This is, should be our response to faith, is to acknowledge God as greater than us and to do as he wants us to, to, to do. This is why it's important for us to experience the word of God. And that is what Paul demonstrated. Paul, a convert from, uh, from Judaism to Christ, to Christianity, bore no less suffering than the people he used to persecute. Today we heard how after they had proclaimed the good news so that the city made a considerable number of disciples, they returned to Lystia and Iconium and to Antioch. But before then, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing he was dead. That's how much he suffered. He got up from that. On the following day, he left with Barnabas for Derbe. And what did they teach? The disciples, what did they use to encourage the disciples? Paul used his experiencing, his experiences of being stoned to death. At least the people believed they had killed him. I said, they strengthened the spirit of the disciples and exhorted them to persevere in the faith, saying, it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Many of us, ministers of the church, from the Pope on down, as human beings, we now settle. We are shielded in, in our office for we are only prepared for respect. That is why sometimes when people are, are, are clamoring for justice, this is unjust, this is unfair. Based on what? If it is based on your... Uh, Persecution, you being persecuted, uh, persecuted, even disrespected, it should be a joy for you. It is necessary for us to undergo many hardships. Sometimes we even uh, work for promotions in the church so that we can get out of suffering. Bishops take over every asset of the diocese. They become the law enforcers instead of setting an example. Priests and bishops are treated as kings. Even some priests will be so angry if you do not address them properly. Even someone who does not know you say to you, Sir, you are angry. Don't you know I'm a priest? And so what? If, sir, is the only persecution that you have experienced, you have experienced nothing. And they did not address you properly. Cardinals like to be addressed. Your eminence. Bishops, my Lord, most reverend. <laughs> Once you are reverend, you are reverend. Most does not have any meaning other than shielding you from persecution and so shielding you from faith in Christ who did not come to be saved but to save and to give his life as a ransom for many. Yes, I have experienced that, uh, uh, that persecution and that is why I cling to faith. I've also experienced the blessings of Christ. It's difficult and sometimes meaningless to be a priest unless you are going to experience the sufferings of Christ so that in your heart you can feel the living Jesus in you. I have been stabbed Five times, 
I have been beaten, taken for death, have been persecuted by the hierarchy of the church. All these have made me more Christian and more Catholic. So I can relate to the word of God. I can relate to the experience of Paul. And in my persecution, the hardest job that I had was convincing my sympathizers that I'm all right. Worried for me. Why should I be persecuted? But my own thing is, why not? After all, God protected me and that is why I'm still alive. One of my friends said, I can't believe that you are all right. I know you are all right, but I am not all right. And later also, she became all right with it. And I take that to be that she has come to faith. For experiencing persecution through her love for me as a priest and as a Christian. This is the meaning of the word of God. If we can do this, then we will see justice in a different light. Justice does not mean the absence of persecution, the absence of suffering, but rather just, ju uh, justice means suffering, bear suffering for a purpose according to the will of God, our Creator. Without Christ, we are still living in our sins. Without God, we are nothing. Let us pray for the church. To come to this full understanding, especially in the hierarchy. The hierarchy should proclaim the word of God that we could even attract suffering to them. And that the church may be stronger. The apostolic church in the time of Paul and Barnabas was stronger the more they were persecuted. May God bring conversion to the church so that the church may bring conversion to the world. Today is Tuesday of the fifth week of Easter. Our readings today are taken from the first reading, Acts chapter 14, verses 19 to 28. The gospel reading is from John chapter 14, verses 27 to 31. My brothers and sisters, unless we have faith in Christ and experience what we believe, it is hard for us to benefit from the peace promised by Christ that the world cannot give as Christians. It is not enough to hear the word of God, but we must experience it as it is. So that we can also experience the promises of Christ. In the gospel reading of today, Jesus made it clear. He wants them to have peace. But this is how and the kind of peace that they are to have. He said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You have heard me say, I'm leaving. The disciples were very much consoled as Jesus in the flesh was with them. That is the way we human beings are living. But Jesus was teaching us about his way, the new way and the new life that he has come to give to us so that we can live our normal life here on earth as Christians, as children of God, not as children of the world. He said, I'm going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. This verse may trouble a lot of people, knowing fully well that Jesus is God. In our Trinitarian doctrine, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. 
and co-equal. But Jesus, as a human being that we are, so that we don't get the idea that we are equal to God, except through Christ. When our lives is perfect in Christ, we don't even have to think whether we are God or not God. So, when Jesus said, for the Father is greater than I, it means as a human being, what we should have in our mind. So, if he's going to the Father, he's going to the Father for our sake, that he may elevate our humanity to that of his. Now, since Jesus will die, their faith and their faith in Jesus will be shaken. That is why he's telling them what will happen and what it will mean to those who believe. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. I will no longer speak much with you, for the ruler of the world is coming. And Jesus immediately let them know that the ruler of the world is subject to him. He has no power over me, but the world must know that I love the Father and that I do, I do just as the Father has commanded me. This is, should be our response to faith, is to acknowledge God as greater than us and to do as he wants us to be. To, to do. This is why it's important for us to experience the word of God. And that is what Paul demonstrated. Paul, a convert from, uh, from Judaism to Christ, to Christianity, bore no less suffering than the people he used to persecute. Today we heard how after they had proclaimed the good news so that the city made a considerable number of disciples, they returned to Lystia and Iconium and to Antioch. But before then, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing he was dead. That's how much he suffered. He got up from that. On the following day, he left with Barnabas for Derbe. And what did they teach? The disciples, what did they use to encourage the disciples? Paul used his, experiencing, his experiences of being stoned to death. At least the people believed they had killed him. I said, they strengthened the spirit of the disciples and exhorted them to persevere in the faith, saying, it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Many of us, ministers of the church, from the Pope on down, as human beings, we now settle. We are shielded in, in our office for we are only prepared for respect. That is why sometimes when people are, are, are clamoring for justice, this is unjust, this is unfair. Based on what? If it is based on your uh, Persecution, you being persecuted, uh, persecuted, even disrespected, it should be a joy for you. It is necessary for us to undergo many hardships. Sometimes we even uh, work for promotions in the church so that we can get out of suffering. Bishops take over every asset of the diocese. They become the law enforcers instead of setting an example. Priests and bishops are treated as kings. Even some priests will be so angry if you do not address them properly. Even someone who does not know you say to you, Sir, you are angry. Don't you know I'm a priest? And so what? If, sir, is the only persecution that you have experienced, you have experienced nothing. And they did not address you properly. Cardinals like to be addressed, Your eminence. Bishops, my Lord, most reverend. <laughs> Once you are reverend, you are reverend. Most does not have any meaning other than shielding you from persecution. And so shielding you from faith in Christ, 
who did not come to be saved, but to save and to give his life as a ransom for many. Yes, I have experienced that, com uh, uh, that persecution. And that is why I cling to faith. I've also experienced the blessings of Christ. It's difficult and sometimes meaningless to be a priest unless you are going to experience the sufferings of Christ so that in your heart you can feel the living Jesus in you. I have been stabbed five times. I have been beaten, taken for death, have been persecuted by the hierarchy of the church. All these have made me more Christian and more Catholic. So I can relate to the word of God. I can relate to the experience of Paul. And in my persecution, the hardest job that I had was convincing my sympathizers that I'm all right. Worried for me. Why should I be persecuted? But my own thing is, why not? After all, God protected me and that is why I'm still alive. One of my friends said, I can't believe that you are all right. I know you are all right, but I am not all right. And later also, she became all right with it. And I take that to be that she has come to faith for experiencing persecution through her love for me as a priest and as a Christian. This is the meaning of the word of God. If we can do this, then we will see justice in a different light. Justice does not mean the absence of persecution, the absence of suffering, but rather just, ju uh, justice means suffering, bear suffering for a purpose according to the will of God, our Creator. Without Christ, we are still living in our sins. Without God, we are nothing. Let us pray for the church to come to this full understanding, especially in the hierarchy. The hierarchy should proclaim the word of God that we could even attract suffering to them and that the church may be stronger. The apostolic church in the time of Paul and Barnabas was stronger the more they were persecuted. May God bring conversion to the church so that the church may bring conversion to the world. Peace and love.